Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. I'm Frank Mills. Hey, welcome to the show. If you're watching or listening, we definitely appreciate you joining us. Today, we've got another great show for you, but Armin's thrown us a curveball. Today, we're going to be talking about what is FST7 training and what would Vince say about it? So this is something new for me. I'm excited to learn about it. Also, we have your fan questions. We'll be answering those as well. So let's get started with today's show. Armin, what is FST7 training? Uh, you know, it's it's a interesting topic. I, I know nothing about this. So where did this topic come from, Armin? Uh, good question. Well, uh, I think it's going to be interesting in the sense, uh, based on my experience of uh how it compares to Vince's eight by eight training mm-hmm. uh, since I've learned how to do both. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, so it, this is, should, should be an interesting thing for, for everybody to kind of learn from and we'll see what they think, but gotcha. Well, um, I guess we should start by knowing what is FS set or S F S T seven training. What does it mean? All right. So FST seven uh, FST is an acronym, which is for fascial stretch training, and then seven. We'll talk a little bit more about the seven. Okay. So it's it's a training program that was developed by bodybuilder and trainer. His name is Hani Rambod, H-A-N-Y-R-A-M-B-O-D. Okay. Uh, this, this program is based on the idea that stretching the fascia, which is the connective tissue that surrounds your muscles, uh, can lead to further muscle growth and improved muscle definition. So hmm. that's what the, that was his thoughts on it. So. All right. So you got me curious, uh, boy, that sounds like taking it to another level. So how would this be oh, it does. St- structured, Armin? Okay. So, you know, part of the FST7, what the seven means is it means doing seven sets of a specific exercise at the end of your workout uh, for that particular muscle group. So you're going to take this one exercise, you're going to do seven total sets with it. So each set is done for 12 to 15 reps because you want to get, again, we're trying to force as much blood into the air as possible. And you're going to do shorter rest periods. So like Hmm. Vince would do with the eight by eight, you're going to do 30 to 45 second rest periods uh, in between the sets. Okay. So as you keep pushing and pushing and pushing and forcing more blood in there, it's when the effect starts to happen. Um, so that's important. So there's the high volume that does this. And so what you're going to do, they call it creating a lot of metabolic stress, but you're, you're basically breaking down a lot of muscle is what you're doing okay. at a high level, uh, which obviously can help st- can stimulate muscle growth because the body has to adapt, repair, and try to, to deal with that stress. So that's good news. And so it's, this is something that's intended to be used at the end of your regular workout routine. So you don't just do the FST7 exercise that you select, and that's all you do. You do it at the end 
uh, as it, so it's not designed to be a replacement of your training routine. So mm -hmm. it's something to add more stress to your routine. So the program is really because of the level of stress it creates and other factors we're going to talk about it. It's really designed to do for about a full week training cycle. And then they recommend you take a break, which would make sense because it is a lot of stress on, on many levels that your body goes through. So mm -hmm. that's why it would be considered more of a game changer, but kind of like with Vince in the eight by eight, eight by eight is, you know, that's rough. I mean, it's, right. on the, it's on the same concept. So anyways. Well, you did mention in the headline of the topic that, you know, what would Vince have to say about the program? What did you mean about that part? Well, so when you start comparing out the notes of how eight by eight works, which has been around since, I don't know, fifties or sixties or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and you compare it to this concept, I mean, they are very, very similar. But the only difference is, is he's using a higher rep scheme. He's doing, you know, Hani's doing 12 to 15, uh, Vince is spelling eight with, you know, heavier weight, uh, in this particular case, he'd be using mm -hmm. heavier weight was very effective. And so, uh, it kind of makes you kind of wonder how how he came up with it. That's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> so you think maybe Hani uh, copied it or kind of just added to it or something? Or what do you think? Well, at the end of the day, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what kind of thought process, but it, it's kind of ironic. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. Hani, you know, he, he does read a lot of things and study things because uh, he's pretty cutting edge from the things mm -hmm. I've learned. So uh, it's just that they're really similar and. The funny thing for me is I learned about FST7 before I came across all of Vince's stuff that I forgot about uh, a short period later. So I was like, huh. So mm -hmm. I was kind of intrigued by the 8x8 because I'd already done FST7. Right, right. Uh, so you know, I was like, wow, that's that's very interesting. And mm -hmm. then, you know, Hani's become, he's become known as the trainer champions because uh, he's worked with a lot of I, IFBB professional bodybuilders and helped them to win. Like, you know, Phil Heath, Jay Cutler, and then there's, you know, others that he's worked with. And they've, they've won a lot of Olympia titles, mm -hmm. um, and, but they used him to get there. So some of his claim to fame, though, with their success was him being using the FST7 training. So I was like, okay. And like with Vince, some of his claim to fame was coming up with eight by eight. <laughs> right, right. Interesting. So it's just kind of funny and interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so have you tried both? Uh, and if you have, exactly what has been your experience with it? Yeah, I've done both. Okay. Um, so, you know, for starters, uh, the FST FST seven and eight bay are just flat out brutal if you do them correctly. So, right. Uh, and these, so what, what the point is here is you use these techniques, which Vince also talked about as you get more advanced, you don't start doing this with, you know, one year training and this and that, because, uh, you're, you're putting way too much stress on the body and you're probably going to have a hard time with it would be mm -hmm. my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, so but what these, uh, these type of high intensity programs are designed to do is to help bring up weaker muscle groups. Uh, which makes sense because the demands are very, very high. If you try to do this on every muscle group, you know, you would be exhausted in a nutshell at no time at all. You wouldn't be able to even move probably. Right, right. So both of them said, hey, you use this for these strategies, okay? Um, 
So, and again, the whole thing is, as you bring up the weaker body parts, you're just trying to push as much more blood into that area mm -hmm. to expand it more to try to help it catch up with other muscle groups that are doing that are responding pretty easily. Right. So that right. was one of the techniques. Now you can you can obviously use it for a strong body part too if you want to, uh, but again, you got to save your energy for where you want to put it. And if you're if you're a bodybuilder or physique competitor, you're mental strategy most of the time is how to bring up your weak areas so everything looks really good so you have no flaws that's your your you know ultimate goal which mm -hmm. isn't easy to do either you, you know if you got some, if you got a weak lower back or you got weak lats you're not popping out and this would be something you would use to help bring up those um those weaker areas uh and so when, when you're talking about this uh, like when i read his strategy which is honey and then I read Vince, um, they're both dealing with expansion of the muscle group. But Vince was like, it's going to, you push too much blood into the capillaries, it causes everything to expand in the muscle. That was Vince's take on it. And that's going to fuel the growth. And then Hani was, no, what you're doing is you're, you're expanding the fascia outside the muscle where it, it loosens it up so it can actually grow more. And so, but at the end of the day, it's, it's in my opinion, it's a combination of both doing, you're getting a, as much blood to the capillaries as possible causing the muscle to swell and swelling enough to slowly start stretching and the fascia out to try to adapt to the, the, the volume that's being pushed mm -hmm. to it. So what the keys are going to be is knowing what exercises to do to achieve the desired result. And that's one of the other things. That's why, you know, Vince had his strategy with certain muscle muscle groups that he would use the eight by eight four, mm -hmm. uh, and then the same thing with high. Because uh, the bottom line is it's brutal manning. So you need to be focusing on recovery as you do this and then the mental game. Right. And, and all that does sound demanding, uh, but you just said something oh, here that you, you, about the mental game. What did you mean by the mental game? <clears throat> okay, so... You know, like anything you do in the beginning, you don't have an expectation of how it's going to how it's going to work. Okay. So you're pretty fresh. You're fresh mentally. Your your nervous system is fresh. Okay. So you don't really know what to expect. You just know it's going to be tough to do, and you you get into there and you do it. Okay. okay? So it's new. Uh, it's it's like not a big deal, but you're learning. Like, I mean, this is not easy. And right. as you continue to do it, you know, you're, you're trying to keep your level of intensity the same as the first time you did it, but you're also trying to add more weight. So that is another stressor. Okay. And so, as you know, like when you start doing this, you get really sore. I mean, the soreness is like, and we're talking more about that, but it's just like, wow. <laughs> Cause mm -hmm. you need, again, you need time for that to recovery to happen. And so it's like, you know, if you're going to rake the yard for two hours, you already know that when you get down, your back's going to be sore, your, your shoulders are going to be sore, you're, you're going to have some body aches because you did that. Well, your expectation when you do this kind of training is like, you already know it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And so it starts to affect you on the mental game. I mean, it's like, oh, all right, let me see what I can do. And then when you're in it, you know, you're just trying to hang on and get through it. So it's, it's kind of like mental torture to some degree. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, one of the ways to keep it fresher is to be changing up the exercises you're going to use um, is another way to kind of deal with it. But 
if you can just imagine something you're doing and you don't like to do it because of what it does to you, that's kind of how eight by eight and FFT seven, in my opinion, can affect you mentally mm-hmm. because you know, you're trying to keep the intensity high and you're also trying to add weight to see if you can take things another level. And so you know, you're paying a price to see if you can do it. And so mentally you're like, you're, you're kind of dreading it when it comes time to execute. So that's kind right. of my main point there on the middle game. And, and that's why a lot had, of people can't do this right, consistently. Either. Right. Well, you had mentioned too, to keep things kind of fresher and to change up the exercises I, you know, to me, that does make sense because if you do the same thing Man. over and over and over, you're right. Mentally, it's going to be hard. And even to get up to do the exercises, you're going to be kind of, kind of, almost kind of dreading it because you know, uh, I got to exactly. do this again, right? So that yeah. does make sense to me. But can you offer some examples of what you mean by trying to freshen things up and change it up? Okay, so a couple of things to keep in mind when you're doing FSC 7 and you're selecting exercises, you're generally going to pick an exercise that um, you have pretty good control over. So this is not something you typically want to do for heavy squatting. I mean, you could try to do it, but whew, I can't even imagine that. You know, heavy mm-hmm. bench pressing, uh, these kind of large compound movements. So they're generally going to be a cable exercise or a machine exercise or an isolation exercise that you have good control over because the fatigue is substantial. But with that being said, I did find it to be helpful, like doing leg presses. So if I want to work outside of my quads to try to focus on that, and there's, there's all kinds of debate about foot position doesn't matter, which mm-hmm. is fine. I don't care. I like, I like changing foot position because I, I can, I feel it in my, maybe it's placebo, but I feel a difference. So, but there's always debate on foot position, but anyway, so if I want to work the outer part of my quads, I like to keep a closer foot stance. And this is something that Vince was big on too with his hack squat and other, other movements. So I use a closer foot stance. And so I'm going to do that one, um, you know, again, you know, over and over for the the seven sets. Mm -hmm. Um, So knowing that, uh, you know, doing that every single time to work the outside of my quads, you know, like I did, I actually did the FST seven yesterday. My legs are very sore as hell, but um, mm-hmm. I did did it on a leg press for seven sets, and you know, finishing at the end was just it was just really rough because you're you're again you're trying to stay in that twelve to fifteen rep range, but you're also trying to go heavy. <laughs> and right, you, right. You can't take you you know you get short breaks, so this accumulation really starts to add up. So as an example, so then. Not, instead of having to do a leg press next time, if I'm going to do FST seven, then I may go to a hack squat and, you know, find that weight I want to use for that. Cause I, it's going to be a different feel and it's a different, you know, a different piece of equipment. So I'll do that. And so I'll ro- put that in rotation. And then another one be like doing leg extensions, you know, doing our leg extensions is a lot easier because your heart rate's not too jacked up. Cause when you're doing leg presses and hack squats, your heart rate gets up pretty high, which causes, causes it to be a lot more demanding. Mm-hmm. Leg extension, your heart rate doesn't jump up so much, but the fatigue on a leg extension is much quicker because it's an isolation exercise. So that's a couple of that's some examples just to work the outside of the quads. Uh, another one would be like if you say you want to focus on your upper chest, it's just not coming, okay. it's not nice and round like you want it. Your chest is kind of, kind of, you know, your upper chest is not, it's not, it's more flat than it's round, mm-hmm. and you want to start focusing on it. So, um, you know. <laughs> One of the things you could do, you could do dumbbell incline presses, 
uh, in the beginning because you have some control uh, with those. Now, the only thing is, is you may need to drop the weight once that fatigue is too intense, but that's, that's kind of a compound exercise, but it's also isolating the upper chest. So that's one way to approach it. <clears throat> Doing the dumbbell incline presses, that's you're going to do at the very end, and just mm -hmm. hammer that upper pec line. And just making sure you got the, the bench lined up so it hits that area. And then another option would be machine incline presses, like a hammer incline or whatever the machines that they have that, that have an incline option for. That's a great one. Because once you, you know, you're getting fatigued, fatigued, you, know, you hit the wall, you, your safety, because you just let the machine come back down to the starting position. So I like that. And another one would be doing incline flies. Incline flies, I mean, you're going to use the dumbbells. Uh, you could use an incline, you know, there's a, they have a fly machine, you can use that too. But that's another way to do it. And again, you have pretty good control over it. It's just that fatigue because of the way it hits you is intense. So, I mean, that's just a couple of quick ones. But you can like triceps, you can do rope extensions behind the back uh, versus trying to do close grip bench press. Because close grip bench press, I can tell you, I've already tried it. That is absolutely brutal to try to do with the same amount of weight. Because you're supposed to stay stay with that same amount of weight until you get to the to the end. Mm -hmm. That's what you know, that's where the accumulation comes from. So to kind of give an example there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Armin, based on your experience, okay. <laughs> How long would you continue using this strategy, uh, you know, for training? It, is there any type of a time limit on it? What do you think? Well, I definitely think that after four weeks or so, you're going to be like, wow. But I was <laughs> able to, I was, I was able to go like uh, six to eight weeks for different areas I was working. So okay. for me, uh, that's what I was able to do, but I'm also was really focused on it because I know how much it was breaking things down. I had to really focus on my recovery uh, and the mental fatigue that comes with it. Cause I mean, it, it it's, it's not easy. I mean, you know, that this is going to, cause it's, it's at the end of your workout. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you typically don't, you don't have a lot left in the tank, but you're trying to finish up with whatever you got to see what you can do. Okay. So, and, but that's how it's designed to be executed. Well, I'm also kind of curious too, is it something that you can do like, uh, for example, let's say that you really like your physique of your chest, but you want to work another area, you aren't getting the results that you want. Can you mix up your workout to where you do your normal workout for one area of muscle and then you do the FST7 for the area that you're trying to improve? Is that something you're able to do? Yeah, so in other words, again, you're going to do your normal workout based on what you want to focus on. Okay. But at the end, you're going to take and use FST7 or even 8 by 8 for that matter and then finish up. So what you need to understand gotcha. is gotcha. Okay, okay. if you've got seven sets of FST7, then you don't need to be doing 20 sets of other stuff before you get to the last round of seven sets. Gotcha. That, that doesn't that doesn't compute. You're going to you're going to be way overtrained. So you know, you're, you do your you know, like 10 to 15 sets or whatever, or even mm -hmm. less. Yeah, I think 10 to 15 is a good range. And then you finish with FST7 for that one muscle group that you really want to bring up because you have enough energy to get it done. Mm -hmm. So that, and that's just, to me, that's the best strategy on how to use it is just bringing up those weak muscle groups. Interesting. Okay, so you feel it's an effective training strategy like the 8 by 8 thing. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, okay. It, uh, 
It's a game changer for sure because you get a very intense burn because when the blood comes in the muscle and you know the blood's hot when it's coming mm-hmm. in, so that burn starts kicking in, and then you know you're 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 trying to get to those rep schemes and you got oxygen being utilized. And they say weight training is anaerobic, but you're still using oxygen to help you know breathe and, and move and get the trans the contractions. So that's that's fatiguing you, and you're just trying to see if you can keep your form as good as possible because you're fatiguing. So when you fatigue, it's real easy to start looking for places to cheat. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing you gotta do. You gotta keep your form really tight. So, uh, you know, like any other training strategy, you know, to get the best results, the key is to get your recovery through nutrition, supplementation, your sleep, and keep your hormones optimized. But it is a, it, like the eight by eight, it's a good game changer. So uh, you can do either one uh, at the end of the day, understand what your strategy is by using it and then watch your recovery. They're very effective. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, a lot of great information, um, you know, trying to learn about this. It's really good stuff. And knowing that it's similar to the eight by eight, I'm sure a lot of the folks that have tried or done eight by eight kind of know what they may be getting themselves into, but we're running out of time. Any final thoughts, Armin, about FST seven? Okay, just remember that it's it's a higher rep scheme as it's designed. So you're going to use a little bit lighter weight. All right. But again, you know, you're standing at 12 to 15. So that's kind of a challenge. Mm-hmm. But this is an advanced training technique. So you, you need to be training for a little while before you start throwing us in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a few years under your belt because, you know, your central nervous system and, and your biomechanics and all that, they need to be really – yeah, tuned in because as you're fatiguing, you got to keep your form where it needs to be to you know, prevent any kind of injury and stuff. Okay. And then uh, you've you got to fo- learn how your body's responding from it so that you don't get overtrained. So that's, that's really important. So, you know, you're putting yourself through a lot of stress. Let's make sure you're getting that recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would do some stretching at the very end uh, of the muscle group that you did this with because you've already expanded with the capillary region and potentially expanded the fascia. So the stretching, because the muscle already pumped, can probably help that fascia to loosen up even more. So that's hmm. one of the other techniques I like to do is some stretching at the very end, uh, depending on what muscle group you're doing, uh, for like 30-second static holes, things like <laughs> that. Not dynamic stretching, but um, static hole type stretching to really feel that muscle just, you know, you're, it, it's very intense on how the, how tight the skin is hmm. so and again when you do the stretching you want to make sure you're being really careful with it so if any doesn't feel right then don't continue to try to stretch through it okay mm-hmm. but this should help with the blood flow and then the reduce it can also help with reducing your your, your, your delayed on let on onset muscle soreness doms is what they call it but the soreness level can help improve the soreness level because you do get sore <laughs> so if you are advanced in your training go and try eight by eight if you haven't done it and uh fst7 get ready uh for the pain right armin but also for the results yeah and again you can do fst7 eight by eight but if you're not using enough weight it's not gonna have much impact okay so we're talking about challenging yourself with as with as much weight as you can with great form, so that's that's really the bigger difference. Because just doing what it what it says, and you don't use enough weight, that's not going to get the effect. All right. 
Well, next up is fan questions, and we'll get to that. But right now, stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Arm and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. I'm Frank Mills. And hey, before we get into the second part of the show, which is fan questions, uh, just like yeah. to bring your attention to if you're looking for a free hoodie, uh, if you log on to nspnutrition.com right now, you can get 10% off your entire order plus a free hoodie if you spend 250 or more. And I don't know about you, but when I buy supplements, my order is normally uh, more than that. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. get a free hoodie out of it. Uh, wear it for yourself. Give a gift. I have one. Uh, they're very thick and it's a high quality hoodie, so here's your chance to get yeah. a free one. Take advantage of it at nspnutrition.com. So had to bring that up. All right. Um let's get into well, fan plus, questions. Plus, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Plus, go real, ahead. Real, real quick, you know, when you do an order that's larger and you get the hoodie thrown in, you're saving on shipping because shipping is just getting to be brutal these days. So absolutely too. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so good stuff. So check out nspnutrition.com. All right, so fan questions. Um, we get all different kinds of questions. Uh, we're getting a lot of different variety things coming in. And, uh, you know, it's, Armin, it's funny. You and I were talking about this earlier before we started doing the show today. Um, very popular out now are meal companies you know everybody's busy oh, yeah. and there are companies out there that are offering food and you know you've tried some i've tried some i hear from other people oh god don't try them oh try this whatever and yeah. you know the bottom line is in any preparation for your nutrition program anything to make it easier right because it's work yeah. to prepare it it yeah. it's, it's true. It's simple. And normally I'm good with breakfast, Armin, you know, I mean, eggs are a snap, yeah. you know, uh, it's easy to prepare bacon and stuff like that. It's real simple, but where I always run into struggle with my wife, myself, my family, lunch and dinner is always like a turmoil, right? Because you're always yeah. at the end of the day or you're hurrying and that's where a lot of people get in trouble. So these whole food kind of preparation companies, that's where they're coming in and becoming very popular. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. But yeah. our our question today um, is from Michael. And Michael is in, Mike's in Arkansas. Okay. Mike yeah. says, you know, guys, I've tried so many food preparation companies and there's a lot of them out there. And I don't want to mention any of the ones that I think aren't very good. 
<laughs> which we appreciate that, Mike. But oh, there are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's asking, like, like, Armin, what do you think about food preparation companies? One, and secondly, is there any that fit your lifestyle of a personal trainer? Because he aspires to eat good quality food in good portions that are correct but you know he he's out there not not having luck so do you use them and if you do are there some ones out there that will fit the needs for what you do yeah i've used i've used a lot of them uh because i mean it makes sense for convenience because during the afternoon you're you're trying to get things done and then you want to stay on track and so stopping to have to you know, go pre- start making a meal up and preparing it and all that, you know, you're like, ah, this, this, even though it may only be 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes or whatever, you, you really, your mind's going, can we do something a little quicker so I can stay on track of what I'm trying to get done today? Uh, and then when it gets time for dinner, again, you may still be working, trying to get things done. Uh, and, or you're just so tired. You're like, I don't, I don't feel like making a big meal and then cleaning up the dishes and all that. So, yeah, it, it it's going to be around. It's, I think it's always going to be around. Uh, and there's a lot of them, and I've tried a lot of them. And the biggest thing you want to look for is do you like the food? Do they uh, fill you up? Because that's also – I've done a lot of them that's like, well, that was a good snack. <laughs> okay, right. So that way right. it didn't fill me up. <laughs> so that that's not good. Uh, and then how convenient is it for them to have it shipped in? So, uh, I mean, I – I like it. I think it's a great concept. I think it's great, especially if you're really busy and it helps keep you on track. So what, and then you have to make sure that the food company has, because some of them don't, do they have what you're looking to do? So like, I like low carb. Okay. And then, but some from time to time, I'll eat a, a high carbohydrate meal as well. So do they have a low carb strategy or the, what they would call keto? And do they have a, a higher carb or what they call regular, uh, nutrition is what they mm-hmm. call it so and then the then some of them have vegetarian and vegan and all that kind of stuff so <clears throat> depending on what you're what you're looking for that's the first thing to shop for and then when you're trying just try them you know again for like one week or whatever or maybe just try uh, the, whatever their minimum order is some have a minimum order of six meals and some have 10 and that kind of thing so <clears throat> play through that uh, and then see if you like the, how they prepare the meals and how they warm up. And then are they in microwavable safe containers that aren't going to leach into your leach the plastic into the, um, into the food. So, you know, that's the other thing you want to check, make sure it's a microwavable re, uh, safe bowl or container. Mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, I've tried a lot of them. And like I mentioned to you, the one that I like at this point that, you know, I recommend my clients and even my wife and the kids like is factor 75 hmm. and okay. uh, they're, they're nationwide. They use, uh, I mean, they, I don't know how they do the ingredients, but man, their, their low carb keto option is it, it tastes really good. And it fills you up. Their calories hmm. are going to range from 500 to 700, <clears throat> you know, close to 800 calories per meal, depending on, you know, if it's a pork or it's going to be, steak or chicken turkey that kind of thing uh so that was the one that i found works the best um at this point you know i'm always checking out the new you know ones that come out but i've been on that one now for quite a while uh because i do me and my wife we do 10 meals a week 
just because of our schedules and it's, it helps keep you on track. So I recommend mm. it. Uh, typically it's going to run about $110, give or take for 10 meals for the week. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another thing to kind of keep in mind, but that, that would be my suggestion. Factor 75, you can look them up online. I mean, I do have an affiliate, but it, uh, it's not a big deal. All they do is send me a referral bonus for referring mm -hmm. somebody. So it's not a big deal. So give that a shot if you want and let's see what you think. I think you'd be pretty surprised. Awesome. Okay. Well, hopefully that answers your question. And, uh, you know, we have another question here. We're kind of running short on time, but we got one more from Simon over in the UK and Simon okay. says, you know, Armin, uh, he actually watched our show, Frank Mills, reality fitness when we were doing that. And he yeah. found out about where we moved to and he's watching this one. He goes, uh, guys, you guys are a little bit more advanced on this show, but I've been working out. And he goes, there's mm -hmm. some days I am so sore that it's painful <laughs> sore. Is there yeah. anything that you suggest other than drugs like medication or like to help with the soreness and help yeah. the recovery. He says, you know, there are some days like I have trouble walking the next day. I have, you know, on, on yeah. leg day. I've been there. Um, right. Yeah. So do you have any suggestions for soreness? You know, I've heard about ice baths and, you know, there's all kinds of products out there that you can rub on yeah. like biofreeze and those kind of things. But Armin, is there anything that's like your kind of go-to thing for soreness? Well, yeah, there's a lot of different things you can use. First and foremost, fish oil helps with keeping soreness under control. So mm, you okay. can double up on your fish oil intake. That's an easy one to do. Now, if you if you can do an ice bath, which I can't do, I can't stand it. But if you can do an ice bath, that works really well. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Bottom line, you know, it it will it'll reduce the soreness substantially because I have different athletes I've worked with. <clears throat> And that's what they use, and it does work. Okay. Outside of that, if you don't, then I like to, to, you know, get in the hot tub or take a hot shower and just stretch the muscles some more because they're already warmed up. Because stretching can seem to help, uh, that, or get on a roller that can help reduce it, even though it's still going to hurt when you get on the roller, but it will take mm -hmm. the pain out pretty rapidly. So those would be the things I would use uh, to try to improve that condition. All right. Well, Simon, hopefully that helps you out. Um, I, I I can absolutely attest to the foam roller and uh, doubling up on the fish oil, Armin. Good uh, suggestion. I'm going to try that. Yeah, that. that works pretty good. Good stuff. Okay. Well, listen, we hope you enjoyed the show, but we need your content for the NSP fan questions, topics, yeah. anything that you want to offer Hey, we're listening. We will use your information and even give you a shout out and thanking you for using yeah. it. So if you want to send it over, use the QR codes. You can send it that way. Also, you can comment on YouTube and Armin reviews that all the time. And then yep. last but not least, email support at nspnutrition.com. And uh, who knows, maybe your topic or question will be used on next week's show. So get it in. Yeah. And, you know, Armin, we rely on our audience. And uh, I'll tell you what, we appreciate them listening, watching, and contributing. And, uh, you know, we can't do it without them, right? Yeah, I mean, again, that, that helps everybody. So, yeah. and, you know, if we can help you, that's what we're here for. 
Absolutely. Share it with your friends and family, too. We appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.